Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Inside Job Podcast with Mikkel Brand Oliver. The Inside Job Podcast will share light, love, and lessons to support you in loving and valuing yourself from the inside out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to episode four of the Inside Job Podcast. Thank you for listening and for your desire to grow in your journey of being emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually well. I am Mikkel Brand Oliver, someone just like you who strives to be the best version of themselves. Every Monday for the next six weeks of season one of the Inside Job Podcast. I will share light, love, and lessons to help us unearth self-love from the inside out. If anything discussed in this episode is helpful for you, please share with those in your circle, subscribe to the Inside Job Podcast, rate, leave a review, connect with me, and apply what you heard. You can access downloads from each episode of the Inside Job Podcast by going to www striveforimpact.com backslash podcast. That's strive for F-O-R impact M-P-A-C-T dot com backslash podcast. No I in impact. If there's a specific download that would be helpful for your growth and you don't see it on the website, send me an email and I'll get it made and available for you. Let's go. Mindset check-in. A mindset check-in is a temperature check of your heart, which is the nucleus of your entire being and drives your mind, thoughts, and behaviors. Proverbs 17.22 states, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The mindset check-in for episode four is, Who are you a hero for and why? Or who were you a hero for and why? You can make the edit that is right for your context. Some of us can easily rattle off our heroes. Those who have inspired, supported, influenced us significantly. People we know personally or someone we don't know whose story and tenacity move us. But it may take more time of reflection to pinpoint who you've been a hero for. And yes, you have most certainly been a hero for someone or someones. I have been a hero for my mom and she has been a hero for me. In 2017, after more than 40 years together and 35 years as my main guy, my father died of cancer quickly. He was diagnosed in February of 2017. And on April 22nd, 2017, he passed away. It was a heroic turn of events to watch my hero die right before my eyes. To watch the body of the strongest person I know betray him so rapidly, so aggressively, so destructively was beyond anything I could imagine. 
But the lessons my father taught me in his death were a masterclass in how to live. For almost four years, I've been co-healing and grieving with my mom in ways that have supported her journey from darkness to light and reconfigured my entire outlook on life and what time really means. A hero isn't just a supersized figure who rescues people from danger. A hero is someone or multiple people who walk alongside you during the moments, minutes, and seasons when you need it the most. This week, reflect on who you've been a hero for. If possible, let them know you love them. Write or audio record your thoughts, share them, and ask someone the same question. The topic for episode four is, drum roll please. It's for you, the gift of receiving. For the past three episodes, I've described the ethos of self-love as the ability to receive. Receive God's love for you that we don't have to earn or work for. It is a gift. Growing in his love in your relationship with him. Flowing in his love in your relationship with self. And giving of his love in your relationship with others and those around us. Self-love is a cascading process that centers God. But what does it really mean to receive? In Romans 8, 38 through 39, Paul, who has his own epic story of receiving God's love from being someone who persecuted Christians and was still loved and used by God in mighty ways, writes, For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Receiving God's love is to accept that there's nothing you can do to earn God's love. Some of us aren't more deserving of God's love than others. Your religious denomination or status or race or wealth doesn't get you in the door with God's love. You can't moralize yourself, get your life cleaned up and negotiate God's love by being good. God's love is a gift through Christ Jesus. Accepting Christ's life, death, and resurrection, and believing he lived in the flesh and died for you, died for us, not because we are good, but because God is good, is the opening of receiving God's love. It's not about your personhood. It's about God's goodness. And depending on our backgrounds, experiences, and beliefs, receiving what I just shared might be foreign, challenging, contentious, and outright rejected. It might be confirming, affirming, aligned, and accepted. 
wherever you land on the spectrum, it's not a bonus or an indictment or condemning of you as a person because we all fall short. Sin, have twisted and evil vices, thoughts and proclivities. I know I do. Both hands raised 10 times 10 times 10 times. Y'all, there are things in my life I will only share with God and some things I can't even imagine saying out loud to him, even though he already knows and he still loves me, still cares for me, still approves me and still uses me. Receiving God's love is how I'm able to believe that and say it with my chest and my whole heart. We're learning and growing together with the Inside Job podcast, and that involves pressure cooking our convictions, unraveling our attachments, sitting in discomfort, praying about what we hear and taking action. When you accept Christ and receive God's love for you, that is unlike any love you've ever experienced, and flow in that love to grow closer to God, your love for yourself grows, not because you become a little saint, but because your heart becomes renewed and God's love is perfected in you. And this is not an overnight osmosis, join the choir and two ministries type of renewal. (laughs) It's ongoing, ever evolving, forever, ever, ever, ever renewal. And it's for you. And it's a gift. I accepted Christ on April 4th, 2004. It was my 22nd birthday. I was in church in New Haven, Connecticut, where I was born and raised. And at the end of service, the church I attended and many churches do something that's known as opening the doors of the church meaning an invitation is made for those who don't know God intimately and want to know him to come to the front of the church, say a prayer, receive Christ, meaning accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and become a member of the church if you so choose. And you become saved. Now, I don't remember all the details, but I know I felt this urge in my spirit that was like, Mikhail, go ahead and do it. You, you, you enjoy coming to church. You, you've seen the power of prayer manifest in your life. Your grandma is here. Go ahead and make it official with God. And so I did. And from April 4th, 2004, and the years that followed, I seesawed from moralistic living to back to the streets living. <laughs> I would turn my back on sex, alcohol, and drugs. Hmm. Sex, alcohol, and drugs. S-A-D. That spells sad. Interesting. I would turn away from heavy levels of foolishness for an extended time. And I was sincere, y'all. I wanted my life to reflect my relationship with God. I accepted Christ and I wanted to live as such. But like clockwork, I would reunite gladly and warmly with the very things I turned away from. Y'all, I would cycle between God, I'm going to do right, to God, I'll be right back, to God, 
nah, not right now. And for 14 years, I've done the hokey pokey with my relationship with God, the relationship with myself and relationships with others. I received God's love, grew in his love with my relationship with him to a point and then press pause on knowing him more intimately. I placed a limit on the flow. Why? Because I had holes in brokenness. I was trying to fill myself with my own strength, my own power, my own poor decisions, my own loneliness, my own emptiness, my own jealousy, my own impulses. And it was a futile attempt because all I did was dig deeper holes that drove darker addictions that required greater masks. Without realizing and fully understanding that the only one who could make my holes whole was God. And the only person that was standing in the way of making this happen was me. I know a lot of times we like to say, the devil was busy, the devil is at work, and yes, The devil roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But a lot of the things we assign to the devil are really us. Our choices, lusts, decisions, connections, emptiness, attachments, outlooks, desires. A lot of the muck and mire and catastrophe I experienced was all me. James 1.14 states, But each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed, and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, and passion. It wasn't until 2018 when I made room and space to receive and grow intimately in God's love and my relationship with him and flow in his love and my relationship with myself that I truly experienced the heart renewal of God's love. In episode three, I stated that you are the standard. I want to make an edit on that point. Jesus is the standard. If we are going to compare ourselves to anyone, let us compare ourselves to Jesus. And every time we are going to fall short because Jesus is perfect and he loves us anyway. You being good doesn't make you lovable to God. God loving you deeply makes you good to God. Biologically, those of us born with a reproductive system that has the ability to bring life into the world were created to receive. In our innate nature, we were designed to receive, multiply that which we receive, and bring life into the world. And bringing life into the world isn't just bearing children. Shout out to all the mamas, mamas, mamas. We were designed to bring life to the world with our creativity, innovation, essence, words, actions, dreams, testimony, pursuits, stories, habits, and thinking. Everything that makes you, you. A unique and original design was created to receive and bring life. If you weren't 
biologically designed to bring life into the world, you were still created to receive and to also seed life with love, vision, compassion, ingenuity, character, and leadership. We are all created to receive God's love and to fully accept his love for us. Receiving is not a weak or passive posture. Receiving is a posture of strength, of mind, body, and spirit. For many of us, receiving a compliment is difficult. We'll get a compliment and stiff arm the compliment Someone gives us a compliment, tells us something they like about us or see in us, and we'll discount it quick, real quick. It's easy to minimize and dismiss something that contends with your self-belief system. Someone might speak a word of greatness over you, describe the potential they believe you have, and man, that thing gets uncomfortable especially when you don't believe that for yourself or haven't been affirmed in that way often. When people speak a word over me and it makes my stomach turn with nervousness, I have been trying my best to push past that feeling and say, thank you, I receive, or just simply, I receive. I'm not being fake or disingenuous, What I'm doing is allowing in and accepting that which makes me uncomfortable instead of using my energy to reject it. I sit in discomfort and receive, but that's not my default. I have to be intentional to receive. I literally have to say out loud, I receive and quiet the internal saboteurs that bring up my entire life rap sheet of mistakes, faults, imperfections, and blunders to invalidate myself. The person speaking a word over me sees me in the light for who I am and who I am becoming. And for years, and if I'm real with y'all, moments in the here and now, I wish I could see myself in the light too. For some of us, It's difficult to receive opportunity, connections, happiness, peace, love, help, the truth, feedback, God's love. It's hard to receive what you don't believe. Now, let me be clear. Receiving is not about letting everything come in. It's not a free for all. Everyone come on in. Bring it in, I'm designed to receive, no, no, no. That's vandalizing your value when you let everything in. You have to apply discernment, skillful and godly wisdom that acts as a filter for what is to come in, for you to receive, multiply and bring life to. What makes the ability to receive challenging is when we don't have room on the inside in our hearts, and our mindsets to receive God's love or believe we deserve God's love. Not being able to receive is rooted in our own beliefs about ourselves that are formed by our lived experiences, things in our control and outside of our control, what we've been through, what we've gone through, what we've seen, 
and what we've lived in, what we've lost, how we've been hurt, how we've been disappointed, how we've been violated. Even the ways religion has been weaponized against us or against differences and the misappropriation of the gospel. It's like compounding interest on debt that just stacks up and stacks up for years and it's costly and you end up paying on it for years and now you're shackled by it. And we have these compounding experiences throughout our lives that pile up and leave absolutely no room to receive and minimal capacity to believe that we can receive and that we are deserving to receive. Many of us are carrying experiences from our childhood, things that happened 10, 15, 20 plus years ago that have grown with us and left a lasting imprint that is taking up space and preventing us from being able to receive. There are experiences some of us had in elementary school that were defining moments to how we see ourselves today and how we engage with others. The relationships we have with parents and caregivers are paramount to the relationship we have with ourselves and others. Look into the psychological theory of attachment and attachment styles formulated by John Bowlby. Fascinating insight that connects to a key I shared in episode one of examining your steps. Regardless of the roots of what takes up space in our heart, we are all dynamic and have the capability to grow and shift and renewal is possible. Receiving is to accept and experience Christ as your Lord and Savior. Here are three ways to better posture ourselves to receive. Number one, accept Christ in your life. There is no abracadabra magic wand for salvation. Salvation is accepting of Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, your source and your creator. Romans 10, 9 through 10 states, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. If you want to accept Christ and receive God's love that he offers to you as a gift, you can pray out loud, Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Welcome home. Your heart is open and you can take the following steps to help you live in the plan and purpose God has for you and to grow in God's love, flow in self-love, and give love to others. If you don't feel ready, secure, or informed enough to make this decision, I hear you. Your readiness and accepting Christ are not mutually exclusive. I pray you follow what's in your heart. So the first next step, if you've accepted Christ, or once you accept Christ, 
is just share with someone you love and trust about your acceptance of Christ. Hopefully your sentiments are met with warmth and encouragement. If they're not, that's okay. Their response is their responsibility, not yours. Secondly, get connected and plugged into a church family to grow in community and God's love in your relationship with him. Even in the virtual world, there are ways to intimately connect in small groups, with prayer partners, in spaces of learning and teaching. I love Elevation Church, led by Pastor Stephen and Holly Furtick. You can go to elevationchurch.org to get connected in their ministry. Transformation Church is another bountiful ministry led by Pastor Michael and Natalie Todd. You can get more information at transformchurch.us. My church that has significantly refined my journey for the past six years, Zion Church, led by Pastor Keith and Vicki Battle, is a fruitful place to grow. You can go to zionchurch.org for more details. And First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, led by Pastor John and Trina Jenkins, is another ripe option for connecting to community on your journey. And you can learn more at fbcglenarden.org. These are four robust options for being in community and growing in your next steps of accepting Christ and growing in God's love in your relationship with him. Seek recommendations from your network and circle of influence for other local and global options. I'll reshare information on the four recommendations at striveforimpact.com backslash podcast. It's a journey. (laughs) You're not going to grow angel wings 20 minutes from now. Think of yourself as a seed planted in fertile soil. Your continued growth is inevitable day by day. The second way to better posture ourselves to receive is strengthen your relationship with God. You've accepted Christ and you're not new to this walk or journey with God. But if you're honest with yourself, there's been some slippage. Whatever that slippage is, recommitting to strengthening your relationship with God is something your heart has felt, your thoughts have uttered, but your actions, attitude, and behavior haven't exemplified yet. Recommit and start by talking to God. What will it take for you to remove the limits you've placed on him? What specific areas are you holding so tightly, protecting so aggressively, that without saying out loud, you are demonstrating that you don't trust him? Do you feel like God let you down? Did he not come through in the way you wanted him to? Are you struggling to understand how a good God can allow bad things to happen? Has your experience in church with church folk made you reconsider everything that you had ever been taught? Whatever the barrier is, talk to him. Tell him what's in your heart. He already knows. He knows your thoughts before you think them. Ask him the questions that hover in your heart. See what answers he leads you to. 
It might come through your own voice, having an epiphany. Maybe it's a specific scripture, a specific sermon, a conversation you overhear, a message spoken by an unlikely source at an unlikely time. But ask him, talk to him, reconnect with him. He's waiting on you and will be so glad to hear from you. The third way to better posture ourselves to receive is embrace the process. There are no levels in life, just journeys. Everyone's journey is unique and different. Embrace the process and try not to fixate on the product, the end goal, so much so that you discount the here and now. Marvel in the presence of the present, the roots that are sprouting, however big or small. You're human and only God is perfect. So the missteps, setbacks, trials are inevitable and they are lessons for you, not punishment. There's strength for you, not ruin. There's promises for you, not pitfalls. James 1 two through six states, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. This week, I encourage you to do three things. One, reflect on the mindset check-in. Who are you a hero for? Or who were you a hero for? Two, have a word with God, however that looks for you. Let him hear your heart out loud. Whatever your start is, have a word with God. And lastly, return next week for another episode of the Inside Job Podcast. proud of you. I believe in you and I would love to hear from you. You can connect with me at Mikkel at striveforimpact.com. That's Mikkel, M-I-K-E-L at strive for, F-O-R, impact, M-P-A-C-T dot com. No I in impact. Be sure to rate the Inside Job podcast, leave a review, subscribe and share. I love you. Keep going.